0: Hey everyone, this is When Women Speak with Shirley Kay, and I am your host, Shirley King. Thank you for joining us for another episode of When Women Speak with Shirley Kay, where we take ordinary people with extraordinary stories, and we share strategies to find lead, and leave with your voice welcome to the show that's sponsored by life on power and the brand what if she knew she was powerful again you know what i'm about to say we have another fire guest for today's episode we have jesse lever and let me tell you a little bit about jesse lever is going to really be on today Jesse has over 15 years of experience within the nonprofit public relations and customer service industries, focusing on service persons with disabilities. Jesse serves as a peer mentor to at risk children in underprivileged communities. She is a passionate peer mentor and advocate for children and individuals with disabilities, both physical and intellectual. She has served as a national and tri county disabilities and acceptance keynote speaker, a project manager. Jessie creates a special event, and this event is, is near and dear to my heart. She's the producer of the show's Funclusion Productions, the Nova Expo and the Inspiration Runway with the aim to advocate for talented persons with disabilities in the field of entertainment for the chance to be seen. So, when we talk about when women speak and them finding their voice, Jessie helps not only women find their voice. She helps people, adults and children with disabilities find what's in their hands and know how to use their voices so this is why this episode is going to be fire because she is supporting those individuals that we do work with and that we do life with that it would seem they have some limitations but man they when they come in contact with (laughs) jesse they no longer see limitations Jesse, welcome to the show, the
1: podcast.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Shirley, for that introduction. Sounds sounded awesome, but thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm
0: so glad we finally got the opportunity to have you on the show. Um, I can't wait for the opportunity for our guests to hear also how to contact you because I think the work that you do um, is awesome. And let's be clear, I am on the board of her organization as well. I mean, she does some amazing work. So we had to have her on the When Women Speak show. Let's get started, Jesse. So Jesse, what does it mean for you when you hear the statement, find her voice?
1: That's a very powerful statement. When I hear find her voice, it's actually something that took me a long time to find. So when I think about find her voice, like what, it, what does that mean? Who are you? What what do you stand for? Why were you left on this earth? <laughs> what were you left on this earth to do? What is your goal? What is your mission? Uh, that's what I hear when when I somebody asks me, you know, what is it to find your voice? And 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 are you okay with what that is? Once you find it, and once you know your voice, are you okay with that? That's a whole nother step. Cause yeah, that happened to me. Um, Shirley, I appreciate everything that you have said, and Shirley's been one of my mentors for a couple of years and perfect person to talk about this right now, because she has been one uh, very vital part in my life to help me find my voice. Um, Are you really truly being true to yourself and your story without any shame uh, behind it? And so that's what I think about in finding my voice.
0: Now, Jesse. You know, we're gonna to have to unpack that just a little bit. Mm. <laughs> but that thing that you just said, who are you, right? Right. And um, why are you here? What's your mission? But that last thing, this is a question for you, our audience that's listening to When Women Speak with Shirley K. I was getting ready to say what if she knew she was powerful. <laughs> but to this audience, Jesse just asked, once you discover that, right? And you realize that. Are you okay with what that is? So one would think, oh, I've discovered my purpose. I know my gift. I know why I'm here. I know what I'm called for. And I know who I'm called to and who's called to me. Hmm. Just ask, are you okay with what that is? If you know my story, you knew I was not okay with. Being called to women empowerment, Jesse, are you okay with what that is? Unpack that. How did you feel about that? You know, how, what did you? How did you respond to yourself when you discovered that?
1: I was not okay with that. being a hundred percent honest with you, when I when I became, when I allowed myself to be vulnerable enough to to really understand, okay, Jess, you you are different. You have a physical disability, you're not uh, like everyone else, you know. And at that time, I used to have a different mindset. I used to think I was less than, I was not enough, you know. So would I be okay with that? Absolutely not. Would anybody be okay with that, (laughs) you know, for themselves? Absolutely not. So the first step is knowing that I was not okay with it. And then what was I going to do about it moving forward? And for me, as I, I, I realized, I couldn't continue to be a hypocrite in helping other people and, and, and being a motivation to others and helping people with disabilities, if I was not okay with who I was, if I was not okay with myself as a person with a disability. So mm. it was definitely a process of, of, of self-discovery, self-acceptance, yeah. Yeah. and above all else is, is is my faith in knowing that I am wonderfully made in the image of God for a reason and a purpose. Once I understood that, that I was made for a purpose, that I was not sin, like I was under the impression from a society perspective. Unfortunately, it happens at Mm -hmm. times. When I understood that is when I realized, okay, I have a purpose. This is what I was called to do. This is what I'm I'm, I'm here to do. And I will gladly do it uh, in, in a way where I'm accepting myself because I know that if I accept myself, If I know what my skills, my talents and my abilities are, regardless of the things that make me different, then I am now in a position where I can impact other lives.
0: Audience, I asked you that question. Are you okay with it? Jessie has what visually people would think limitations. And initially she thought, I can't do this with this quote unquote limitation. But what can I do? What did God already give me? What gifts did He did do I already have? Whereas, quite honest with you, I'm the only one can, that can do it like me.
1: More than anything is are you do you feel worthy of whatever it is that God has called you to do? Even myself with my limitations, I have a disability. I walk different. I look different. I'm not good enough. I'm not perfect. So why would God use me as an instrument to impact lives and make a purpose, you know, have a purpose to impact other people? That was literally my mindset. I'm not good enough. It was definitely a growth process to, to realize that, yes, you, you are good enough. Yes, you have a purpose. You have a goal. And, you, and I'm a living testimony of that. And Jesse,
0: I'm laughing because every one of us have had that same doubting question why, how could I, why would I, why, why would I be called to this? Why me? Why me, you know, just to, just to say a little bit, I know you heard me say that, um, initially I wasn't good with being called with the part of my business that's women empowerment. I wasn't good with that because the reason why I wasn't good with that is because I thought that it was, it wasn't hard enough. I thought it was too soft. That's exactly what I thought. That's exactly what I said to God. That's a little bit soft right there. I'm called to create strategy. I'm an H, I'm a consultant. I'm a leader. I'm, I'm, I've been in this business for this long. Then, then, the, the, then the couple of letters that are behind my name, et cetera, until um, he, I got obliterated with nothing but that and reminded that I've been doing that all my life. It's what comes naturally. And not only does it come naturally for me, it's what I'm agitated by. I'm agitated by the woman in the room that's not speaking up. I'm always gonna pull it to the side to have a conversation with her. I'm agitated by the woman in the room that might've been bullied, that didn't get enough speaking time that had nothing to do with her. I've always been agitated by that. I've always been agitated by the woman who doesn't show up fully. And who she is, how she is, and what she is. I've always been agitated by that. So I've always been the person that someone reaches out to to mentor, and I didn't know that they did that they knew they didn't know me. I've always been that individual that um someone wants to talk to me for a few minutes all the time to get my insight, but didn't realize that that's a part of my gift, right yeah, right. But what you're agitated by is exactly what you're supposed to be doing in this world because you always want to do something about it. Somebody else wouldn't even understand that this person didn't get enough time to talk at the table. They didn't even recognize it, see it or or hear it or see it. But I did because I'm agitated about it. Hence when women speak with Shirley Kay. So not everybody knew that, but I needed to make sure that when I said I was agitated about it, you didn't think I meant. I do this, but I really don't want to do it. absolutely love what I do. Um, Jesse, you just opened up. We just had the first question, Jesse. Look at what you did. We just had the first question, Jesse.
1: And and you know, when you say that, it's it's interesting because I feel the same way when I walk in a room and I don't see other individuals with disabilities like myself. I get agitated because I'm like, where are you guys? Like, People tell me all the time, how do you do this? Or why do you, how do you get into this place? Or how did you meet this person or whatever the case? And I'm like, I literally just go. Or how are you in politics? I literally just go, I literally show up. So unless we, if we wanna see change, we have to be included. We have to include ourselves and be present. And it's like representation matters. I always say it, regardless of your cultural background, who you are disability, representation matters. And that's what it's all about. For me, that's what agitates me when I see that lack of representation of people with disabilities, yet we're expecting change. It's, I don't, not tolerable. <laughs> <You
0: know. laughs> I mean, so we talked about um, just now, we talked about, you know, what does it mean for you find her voice? But as we talk about even finding your voice, right? When you're looking for your voice, and even now, after you have found your voice and you know what that is, that does not <laughs> exclude you still from having voiceless experiences. It doesn't. Um, so Jesse, if you could share at least one of an, um, an experience where you did feel voiceless, have you ever had a voiceless experience? The answer is yes. So you would not have been able to respond to the find your voice question. So if you can share a voiceless experience with us and really, you know, how you you know manage through that voices experience? That would be awesome.
1: To be honest, there are several voiceless experiences or different experiences that I have felt voiceless, um, and I'll take you as far back as my education growing up. As a society, we have labeled individuals with disabilities as as unable, as different, as less than, and specifically in the school system, it's a culture where. Students with disabilities are separated. They're put in in small classes and um, at different educational levels and so on and so forth. And because I was born with a physical disability, I was labeled learning or mentally disabled as well. So automatically, I was placed in these small classes in in elementary school, early elementary school. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until high school or middle school, sorry. It wasn't until middle school that I advocated for myself to be placed from... Special education's middle of my seventh grade year to regular education in the middle of my seventh grade year. Needless to say, it happened that transition happened, but I had to repeat seventh grade all over again and I still struggle with math to this day. Math is not my thing um, so that's um, I can say my first experience where I felt like I didn't have a voice, I didn't belong I was I felt less than etc. Um, and I had to build on my skills of the advocacy, advocating mm-hmm. for myself and getting to know myself, my limitations, my strengths and my weaknesses in order to be able to get to the point where I was able to advocate for myself, of course with family support uh, and, and and advocacy on their part in order for me to get to the next level. So that's just one situation or one experience where I have felt that place. But also, in a, from a society perspective, you know, you always feel uh, at that time rather because I don't feel like that anymore. So at the time, you always feel some kind of uh, less than, or I'm, I'm different because I look different, because I walk different, uh, recreationally, you know, uh, educationally, and even from a spiritual perspective you know, mm-hmm. as well. And that's a huge one for me because I always thought I was. I don't want to say I always thought I, I had a mindset where, wow, maybe I am not good enough. <laughs> maybe God doesn't love me. Maybe uh you know, disability is sin. Like that's literally what I thought until I learned otherwise. And I'm so grateful to have learned that. And now I I am I'm included. I include myself. I have a different perspective. I know that I that I matter, that regardless of my differences, I have talents skills, and abilities, and that I, I belong in society, you know, so those are the different areas in my life where I've definitely felt out of place, um, but I feel like that feeling about feeling out of place has everything to do with your mindset, everything, mm. everything to do with your mindset, um, you know, what you think you become, uh, what you think, the power of the mind is incredible, <laughs> it's it's a very, very powerful thing, so I think that has everything to do with those experiences.
0: Advocating for yourself when you started, when you were in school.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And feeling out of place is definitely, definitely is, um, a part of your mindset. And your mindset, um, is either going to have you advocating for yourself or you're going to allow everyone else to advocate based on how they have experienced you. And what people don't understand is that when people are advocating based on how they experienced me, they might've been experiencing me before I knew what my gift was and what my purpose was. Absolutely. So your mindset and how you feel out of place yourself, they're advocating for how you felt. It either could be advocating for you, how you felt when you were out of place, And now that you're in place and you know exactly what place you're going to, they could be advocating for you in that particular place. But the way you get them to line up in a line is begin to advocate for yourself. I love that, Jesse.
1: And the way you do that is get to know yourself. Mm -hmm. There is the there's the me that my parents know. There's the me that my parents raised. There's a me that my parents advocated for. There's a me that my parents instilled the yes you can attitude and and that know my my abilities from a parent perspective. But who's Jesse? <laughs> you know, who who am I? Who am I without all of that? Who am I without uh, you know, my my personal um, experiences? I don't like saying situation because I don't feel like I have a Situation, my my life experiences, and 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 my my skills, my likes, my abilities. Who who am I? And so, when you remove all of it, when you remove the disability, when you remove the family, and all these things that that I mentioned, that's the important thing: is knowing who is Jesse with without any of that. So that's yeah. how you move forward.
0: Yeah, I don't like that word either. Situation. <laughs> I, don't <like> word. <laughs> word. I don't like that word either. And so the show is when women speak with Shirley Kay. Um, so we talk about you know ordinary women and the extraordinary experiences that they've had. But we can't talk about that without talking about why there's a need for the voice of women. Um, and actually, Jesse, I like for you to take it you know in a twofold. Why there's a need for the voices of women? Why there's a need for the voices of people? with disabilities? Why should the voices of any of those two groups and their values even matter?
1: Well, as women and as people with disabilities, nobody knows you better than you. Nobody knows your skills, your talents, your abilities, your wants and your needs more than you. And so if you don't have a voice for yourself, if you don't speak up for yourself, who else is going to do it for you? And the power uh, until we understand the power of our voice, uh, you know that's that's you can't be successful unless you really understand the power of your voice and the and the change that you can make. Never would I have thought that I could be an advocate with the state of Florida, um, graduate from Partners in Policy Making, by using my voice or on stage with one of the top motivational speakers because of my story and using my voice. So the quicker and the sooner that we understand the power that we have in our hands. Uh, And this is something, this is a tool that I permanently borrowed from Shirley is, you know, what's in your hands? The power of your voice is in your hands. As a woman and as a person with a disability, that comes along with the representation. What What you think, what you feel is what comes out of your mouth is what you represent, what represents you when you speak. So as people with disabilities, if we want to be represented, if we want to be included, if we want opportunities and we want employment, then we have to be willing to be vulnerable and to be in the front line out there in the community, letting people know this is us, we're here and this is what I have to offer. But it's, it, all of that comes with, again, the vulnerability, the knowing yourself, being true to who you are, knowing your skills, your talents, your abilities, and what you have to offer, and be sure, be confident in your skin, <laughs> living com- you know, comfortably or, or with confidence in your skin, regardless of what that looks like. Is it comfortable? No, it's the most uncomfortable feeling in the whole wide world, but it's, it's definitely worth it and how far we're going to go when we understand that is absolutely everything. I can share with you that I was raised by my mom my whole life. And as an adult, I was 19 years old and my mom was moving. In her mind, I was moving with her. There was just no question, like, Jesse's always been with me, she's moving with me. And I had the courage at that moment to tell her, I'm sorry, I'm not going, I'm staying here. I'm staying in Florida with my dad. It was at that moment where I found, or I feel, I found my voice. I found who Jesse is. I found my passion for helping and working with people with disabilities. I found my passion for, uh, you know, doing everything that I do today, having used what my family gave me growing up in my upbringing. So to me, that was my chance to use my voice as an individual versus a daughter sister whatever other label society brought up upon me it was Mm. that moment to be jesse
0: jesse that was a huge fire share that was fire 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 jesse you told the people they have to be willing to be vulnerable i don't think anyone is actually that comfortable with hearing that statement because, you know, when we talk about mindset, you're going to hear that statement probably coming somewhere in the beginning, in middle. There's no way to talk about mindset to not talk about being vulnerable. And I don't care where you are in your career relationship and business, that word vulnerable is a two-edged sword. It's something that you're excited to be, but, ooh, it's scary.
1: It's, it's scary and it's it's a sense of uncertainty like, okay, I'm putting myself out there. I'm putting myself on the line. What's going to happen? Am I going to be successful? And so you have to be, And my, I, for me, I had to be willing to do that because that's where growth comes in. Willing. We have that's to be a willing.
0: Word, willing.
1: To you do have to it. willing and that's when real growth. <laughs> is. You know how we always hear, you have to get uncomfortable <laughs> to grow? Yeah. Uncomfortable is when you're willing to be vulnerable in whatever it is to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. That's what has gotten me to the next level? <laughs> Getting uncomfortable. It, it, that, that's one of the notes I
0: wrote that you just said. Be comfortable <laughs> with being uncomfortable. You get just said that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yes. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Are they going to look at me? Absolutely. Are mm-hmm. they going to ask questions? Absolutely. Am I going to be the only one in the room? Absolutely. And it's Okay make it okay to be different. Make it okay to be vulnerable because at the end of the day, we're all different, right? We're all different, Mm -hmm. whether it's culturally, whatever it is, personalities, we're all different. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we're all one. And I think that's what we miss. That's the point that we miss the most. We're all one human race.
0: Absolutely. Mm.
1: We focus with that end result with that and the end result in mind, then it's okay to be uncomfortable.
0: Thank you, Jesse. I told y'all this episode was going to be fire. And so we talk about leading with our voices, right? Now, Jesse. you can tell with the responses she's already, our conversation already, that she has discovered how to lead with her voice. She has discovered what to do with her voice but we just want to hear you know a a small experience jesse of you doing just that leading with your voice we've talked about finding we've talked about does it matter um but now let's talk about a small experience a some type of experience of you leading with your voice because i'm ready to get to that last one but i let i want to talk about leading because i i want to get every ounce of with this this interview with you jesse to our audience so share an experience of you leading with your voice
1: leading with my voice oh my gosh so i'm not a mom i always say i have a bunch of adoptive kids and young adults because they all follow me and that was actually a struggle once upon a time that i you know i'm not a mom and and all these things but i realized that my purpose is these kids that, that follow me, that call me mom and auntie and, and all these other nicknames, and I love it. Uh, to have that opportunity, I realized that that's exactly what it is. My, my voice connects with them, with those kids and the individuals with disabilities that otherwise would not have a voice to follow, to tell them, you are able, you can do this, let's do this. Uh, you know, let's you are going to finish school and so on and so forth. And I've been able to do to really expand this through my production, Fun inclusion, promoting inclusion while having fun, where we take all these abilities and performances and, and doing it the fun way, but they don't realize that they're meeting their goals, they're obtaining services, they're becoming employed, they're, you know, expanding in their education, they're working on self esteem development. Uh, and so, To be able to use my voice and my mission and my power in that way to help people with disabilities get to the next level in their life is absolutely everything to me. And I get goosebumps just telling this to you here today uh, because it means that much. So that's an experience that I would say in using my voice and how powerful it is. Uh, and, And the power in it is that I'm not ashamed of my experience and what God has given me because he knew I was gonna be able to handle it, where now that has become something to uh, impact, that I can use to impact other lives. So that's, to me, that that's very powerful.
0: And It's an amazing experience. Wherever you're listening from, attending a fun-clusion experience is Awesome! It is a lot of fun, and when you hear Jesse describe, you know how they follow her. It is amazing. It is absolutely amazing um, what she does um, with someone who, who's bound in a wheelchair. Like I've seen someone in a wheelchair, like they are talented at funclusion They are sharing their gift and their talent and not just in a wheelchair but there is some limited use of even hands and they are sharing their talent it is amazing so fun conclusion look it up and you want to make sure in 2023 you're in the room um jesse thank you for that that was the perfect discussion when we talk about leading with your voice um so finding leading And then leaving with your voice, you know, and all the guests that we've had on When Women Speak with Shirley Kay, everybody has a different perspective on what this means, but the statement leaving with your voice, it can convey various meanings. Jesse, what does the phrase leaving with your voice convey for
1: you? Leaving with my voice?
0: Yeah.
1: I would like to see that as that wherever I am, my voice, my presence, leaves the same impact, whether I'm physically in the room or I'm not physically in the room. How the way that I that I live and, and what I say and what I speak in my story will leave a long lasting impact in whoever it reaches and everyone that it reaches. Um, I feel like that's that's when you know you've made a true impact in someone's life. Uh, it's when they're not in the room, <laughs> but you still hear that voice. You still hear the the the, the whisper, or you know the, you still feel that impact. And, and that that that's the biggest honor is. Is to know that my students or any of the kids, I call them my kids because they are always be my kids, all ages. <laughs> that's the biggest thing for me is that any of those kids uh, or students or people that I have come across, to, you know, come to me years later and say, oh, remember when you said this or remember when we did this? That's everything because that's when you know that you have left an impact. And I think for me, that's what it's all about is leaving an impact with your voice.
0: And what you're doing, Jesse, is literally um, a legacy, and it teaches someone that um, has had to live with, visually sometimes and sometimes non-visually, a disability that was supposed to somehow limit their lives, that they're now creating a legacy. Some of them are parents, or they have children that they're giving into that they maybe did not birth. Um, like yours, like you just said, but it is legacy. That's what I heard when you said that. That's what I heard when you said that legacy is like layers of legacy on top of legacy because you've been doing this for a long time and it's hundreds of people at funclusion every year. So it is them leaving with what you gave them at funclusion and whether they come back another year or not, you deposited into them. Preparing for it and then that day, wow! Yeah. The preparation videos for it are awesome. Like when you begin to share how you guys are practicing and getting ready for it, that itself is a treat alone.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm I appreciate that very much. That's what it's all about. It's it's the impact that that you're leaving it in these souls, in these individuals when when you're not around, you know. And and I get the pleasure. To see them, sometimes you know, over the years, like the 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 pre and the pandemic time seems like it was a forever, you know. So they went from like being a a, 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 a young kid to now a grown teenager or a young. Oh, adult. you're right. Mm-hmm. Like, what's <laughs> happening? so We've been four or three years. Um, so that's it's the best feeling in the world.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. This is another episode of when women speak with shirley k again today's guest is jesse leva when women speak with shirley k is produced and managed by build your vision podcast jesse give us last words some last words and um, what you want our guests to take with them after we're done with this show and this show stays forever on the platform what are your last words
1: My last words would be first, thank you so much for this opportunity uh, to the audience, be true to yourself, be true to who you are, all of you, the whole thing, (laughs) the whole thing. Uh, Be true to who God has made you to be and never be ashamed of your experiences because your experiences, every single one of them have led you to who and where you are today and they will continue to lead you to who you will become tomorrow. So never be ashamed of where you came from, who you are, and your experiences. And know that we are a community, and we need to learn to live together as one. And we are interdependent of one another. We can always grow from each other or learn from each other and grow. And it's okay to ask for help because that's what we are called to do, be our brothers and our sisters' keeper. Uh, So Together in unity, we can get so much further in life um, and never alone. So that's what I would like to leave you guys with today.
0: Jesse, do not be ashamed of your experiences. And we are a community. I love that. I love that. Love that. How do our guests reach you? How do they contact you? How do they find Jesse?
1: So I can be reached on uh, Yes with yesy you guys can Google Yes with Yessie and my information will come up. It's Yes with Yessie with a Y at gmail.com. And very soon my website will be up, which is Yes with yessie.com Yes with uh, And you guys can find me on all social media platforms as well. Yes with Yessie. <laughs> very easy. Um, and, uh, and follow me and take a look at all the awesome things that are going on.
0: That's yes with, with Yessie because it starts with the Y I pronounce it Jesse. Yes. You heard me say that the entire show, but that is our name for Yessie. We do say Jesse, but it's Y E S S. So yes, with Yessie, not Jesse. Okay. Hey, thank you so much for joining us for this episode, Jesse. I'm so glad that you had the opportunity to share your experiences with the guests of when women speak with Shirley K. When Women Speak is Shirley K. again is sponsored by Life on Power in the brand. What if she knew she was powerful? And I will see you next episode next week. Same place, same time, same day of the week on Wednesdays. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the When Women Speak podcast
1: now on the live podcast network.